0: Hey everyone, welcome to another Devo with Pat and Jamie. Excited to have you here listening along. And today we're going to do something a little
1: different, right, Pat? Yeah, we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're not going to necessarily talk about a specific Bible passage in depth. However, we do have some Bible scripture for you guys, but we're going to talk about something a little differently, and that is how to pick out a Bible. A lot of us, we just, we we, uh, we go for the internet Bible first, the digital Bible first, and that's okay, and we'll, we'll kind of touch on that, but we're going to talk about how to pick an actual physical Bible. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, go ahead and, and open us up in a little scripture, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think scripture is important. The interesting thing about Scripture is that Scripture actually talks about itself. It's self-reflective, which is kind of weird. You know, you don't normally talk about yourself in the third person. Um, Jamie thinks it would be a good idea to talk about Jamie today. Um, I try not to do that. Uh, But the Scripture actually does talk about Scripture inside of it in a couple different places. And one of the most, I guess, famous or maybe quoted Bible passages on the Bible is um, from 2 Timothy 3.16, and it tells us this, which is, um, which is an, important, an important verse for us. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that is the word of the Lord, Pat. Thanks be to God. Thank you. There we go. So this is this is a passage that does say that all of Scripture is is for a purpose and it has a purpose. Now you know at the time this was written, this was is from Second Timothy and Second Timothy. Um, some people believe was the last book written uh, in terms of the timing of it. Um, some people would say that. I would say definitely for sure. It's probably the last one that we have from Paul. Uh, and most likely it is written really towards the end of Scripture. So when we read it and we hear that all Scripture is God-breathed, there probably was at this time an understanding of what was Scripture and what was not. Um, does, and then does this, even this Scripture that Paul is writing, does he even know it's Scripture as he's writing it? And mm-hmm. we don't necessarily know that. Um, he may have a, an understanding of that as many of his letters had circulated and people at some point began to save them and put them together. And I don't think really we know it'll probably be, you know, another maybe 50, 60, 70, 100 years before scripture really starts to become solidified as real scripture. But even as this is being written, there's this understanding that God's word is so important and scripture is so important. And so, Pat, like we were saying today, we need to figure out how do you pick a Bible? I don't know. It, it, there aren't really
1: Bible stores anymore. Yeah. I'd, well, actually, I say yeah as if I knew. Were there stores that only sold Bibles? Or are you talking you know, just any bookstore? I'm talking about Christian bookstores
0: oh. significantly. And in fact, we when we went to camp, Forest Home, years and years ago, they had a big bookstore. And in fact, the entire downstairs portion of Forest Home used to be just uh, downstairs of one of the main halls used to be just a really large bookstore now it's like a game room and a craft shop and uh-huh. and a hangout space but it used to just be a bookstore and they had I think about two different aisles that were just solid Bibles dang yeah wow and there was all there were all sorts and in fact even in my office I probably have 30 or 40 different Bibles
1: dang okay so that that's the first thing I think we need to dive into. The, the Forest Home bookstore or your office, you know, 30, 40 different Bibles. Now, when we say different yeah. Bibles, um, every almost every Bible is a little bit different. I mean, you can go off of looks like the, there's some that are black. There's some that might be blue. But when we say different we mean different translations. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but there's different translations, different styles of writing that every Bible has. And they go from uh, really formal writing, like King James to the, the like gangster thug Bible. I don't know. I'm making that up. But, you know, there's Bibles that are designed for kids and children. There's Bibles that are designed for, um, you know, every, every little different walk of life. And the scripture in them is all more or less the same. Some words might be different, but, uh, they all just, they all have the same idea and they're all, um, God breathed. Definitely.
0: That's right. And so I think, you know, when we're looking at a Bible or when you're looking at what makes up a Bible, uh, there's just some real basic things that I think are important to pay attention to. Like Patrick said, there's different translations and that's probably the most important thing when you're picking out a Bible is to pick out a translation. Um, and I would say translations that that's comfortable to you is probably a good way to, to say it. Uh, because if you have five different Bible translations that you have in front of you, and you're, you keep constantly switching from one to the other, sometimes you lose some of the language. Or if you memorize a verse, and you really like uh, a verse in a certain Bible and the way that it's read, Um, it's really hard to kind of switch around from Bible verse to Bible verse and you might get confused. So I think it's important to, if you're doing typical reading or you like to stick with one, I think it's important to actually stick with one Bible translation for your, your study time. And then if you want to go deeper or want to understand more then you can easily go online and reference um, different Bible translations just to see if maybe the wording's different in another one. It's easier to understand, or they translate a certain word to a different thing. Now, um, there are a lot of different Bible translations. And then on top of that, um, and uh, Pat was talking about Bible translations for for children, there are actually a lot of different um, Bible translations Uh, Bibles that you can buy that have sort of additional material in them. So there's things like life application Bible, which will give you some questions and they'll give you some, um, some ways of taking the Bible verses that you're reading and to actually apply them into your life. There's Bibles that are, that are supposedly put into um, uh, chronological order. So all the events in the Bible will be in chronological order. The the challenge of that is we don't know what the chronological order actually is. So Hmm. it's kind of like someone's best guess. But that might give you a little bit of a a different perspective on Scripture in terms of um, when something happened first, when did it happen next. Uh, And that can be kind of helpful, I guess. Um, I don't know how helpful that is to read because you might read a book backwards or upside down. Um, Mm. I don't know how you deal with prophetic books. Uh, That would be kind of hard, right? It's saying something about the future. Um, Do you take that part out and put it earlier? I don't know, or put it later. Um, And then there's Bibles that are study Bibles, and they have a lot of study tools inside of them. Um, Some of those will also ask questions to help you dig deeper into Scripture. Some of them in the back will have fancy things like, you know, a bunch of different maps, or they'll have subject index, or they might have a concordance, which takes out a bunch of words that are in the scripture um, and tells you where those are located. So for instance, if you're trying to look up, um, I want to find out that verse about God breathed, scriptures God breathed. Well, you would look up maybe God breathed in the back and see if you can find that. And it would tell you what verses have breathed in it. And that's kind of helpful. Like, let's say you wanted to do a Bible study on love. Um, Well, you could look at a concordance and look at how many different Bible passages have the word love in them, or at least the most popular ones, and then you can look up those passages and see what they say. So there's a lot of Bibles that have different um, tools that are accessible to people like that. That way, if you go out into the woods and you don't have internet or you don't have a phone with you, uh, you can grab a Bible and you can do a little bit of Bible study without just kind of randomly opening a page and finding something that, that you think makes sense to you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, talking about this, I'm thinking, you know, all everything we've said, it's like a Google search, you know, Bible passages right. on love, you know, like where did Jesus actually walk in the world, find a map. But, you know, the, the cool thing about having a, a printed Bible, like a book form Bible is that, over time, you can use it to put little notes in, you can write in it, and it'll help you remember um, times in your life where you've read specific Bible passages, because you might open up to, you know, the gospel of John and see a little note that you wrote in it, you know, at camp when at summer camp, when you were in high school, maybe you're like my age now, and you can say, wow, you know, what a great summer. I remember writing that and it'll give you more insight on that passage because you studied it once and now you're revisiting it. And so you might have a new perspective where God might be using it in your life in a different way. And I think that's something that's often missed in the phone version or the internet version of the Bible, because, you know, I Google a Bible passage, there's no place for me to type in what my thought is, what day it is, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, can't highlight anything. And that's one of the, the cool things about having a printed Bible in front of you. And I think that just goes into the name of, you know, the Bible is, um, the living book. It's always living. You writing in it is like adding to its life. Um, every time you open it, it's adding to its life. And that's like a part that's missed in the internet Bible.
0: Yeah, I think you're right with that, that there is, we really haven't figured out how um, to do that right. So, you know, I've kind of made a switch from using a tangible, physical, hold onto it Bible to digital Bible, uh, and then really what I use most often is Bible software on my laptop. And in that, you can make all sorts of notes and do all sorts of things, um, which is good because you can really study and really go at it, but you have to have your laptop open and that's bigger typically than actually just having a Bible with you. Um, So I think I'm actually considering going back to kind of having a a physical Bible with me. And then also when I need to do some deeper study, being able to use the tools and the other part of, of that, that it's just, it's just true, man. It's like, it is so hard to sit there and read and study scripture on your phone as notifications are coming in. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, a, it's, good, it's even harder on luck. the computer. Yeah. It's like, good luck. You're, you're sitting in there, you're, you're trying to read scripture and spend some time in it. And the next thing you know, an email comes in that doesn't matter, but you have to look at it anyway, or you get a text from someone or, you know, your Snapchat or your Instagram or your whatever uh, is blowing up. Um, and you, your mind then is pulled in a bunch of different directions when you're yeah. in the Bible especially if it's just a straight up Bible uh, that doesn't have a lot of extra stuff in it, and you're just in that, man, there there's a cool amount of focus that you can have that's really important. But Patrick, I, let's talk about Bible translations. Now, I know that you might have a favorite Bible translation. Um, and again, I don't think we want to like sway anyone to say that one is better than the other uh, and have a Bible translation fight because I don't, know if that's really of any value to anyone. Uh, But just curious, like what, what is there a Bible translation that you
1: like to read more often than, than not? Uh, For me, I, my go-to is the NIV or new international version. Uh, That's, that's the go-to. I think that's one of the ones that's the more popular amongst churches and study groups and um, places like that. I know for our church, we use NIV for everything. Um, as far as the main worship goes, however, I oftentimes like to open up the, the new living translation and mm-hmm. that is just like, um, an, I feel like it's just an easier version, uh, easier to read, easier to understand than sometimes the NIV. And sometimes I'll read something in the NIV and go, no idea what I just read. It's like what in the world was that I can open it up in the new living translation and go, Oh, you know, like now that actually makes more sense. Go back to the NIV and really like dive into it more. Um, and for me that helps with Bible studying, you know, getting a little bit different perspective because every translation is, was translated by someone that is human. And so you're getting different people's perspectives and it's not just one person except, you know, you can have the message version that's translated by one individual person. So it's one person's perspective, but a lot of translations are translated by lots of people and reviewed by lots of people before they're put out in public. So that way they believe that's the most accurately translated version of the text. But I bounce between NIV and new living translation, just because sometimes I read the Bible and I just don't get it. and I don't understand. So I have to, you know, try a different translation, do a little extra research to, to figure it out. And I, I'm with you on that. You know, I think as a community, when we gather
0: together, it's kind of nice to all have one version that we read. So it's mm-hmm. weird if, you know, we all come together and we're all reading a bunch of different versions of scripture. Uh, it, it can be hard to kind of reference like certain words or sometimes the sentence order might actually be a little different and it makes it a little awkward to read together. So I think it's important to uh, to have everyone kind of on the same page. So that's why I like reading the NIV. I, I read the NIV um, when I first read the Bible all the way through. Um, it took me about a year, and I did that in an NIV study Bible. And so I've kept kind of to that same uh, Bible because the first time I read it, I read it in that wor- in those words, and so I try to keep and hold on to that same language. Mm. So I, I do read the NIV in and. and mm. It's What's strange with with, uh, Bible translations today is they change. They're not static. They don't stay the same. They're dynamic for most translations. So Hmm. if you read the NIV right now, you're probably reading uh, the NIV online if you pull it up on your phone, Um, but the NIV you might have printed in your house uh, on a Bible will be different because they've updated it. And so the NIV, I think, was first published. I think it was 1973, and then they redid it in 1984, and then I think they redid it in 2012. I think that's kind of the latest. To that I see, I
1: see on my computer screen 2011.
0: Okay, so 2011. So then your your version may have had some updates. Now the basic part of it is, has been done uh, fine. It's been done well. There's teams of people. They've done a good job, uh, and then. And then there's, a, there's uh, certain words and phrases that... It, the words originally didn't change. What's actually changed is our understanding of those words. So here's a good Whoa. example. Um, the word mankind. So when someone says all of mankind, um, what that means is everyone, right? Everyone yeah. who's ever lived, all of mankind, all people. Right. But people today may hear that and say, mankind, does that mean just men, not women? Where are kind fit into there? So when, when that happened, when people started to question that word mankind and think maybe we need to like find a different word because it gets confusing. So you might see um, the words change to everyone or all creation or uh, everybody. I forgot the actual way that they have tried to translate that. But they try to translate it to fit our understanding of it, not necessarily to change the original meaning. Um, and so that, that's why a lot of those things will change very rarely. And to be honest, I can't even think of an example, but very rarely there may be some new, um, evidence, uh, that comes forward where a certain, you know, manuscripts, like manuscripts are discovered, but that's like kind of once in a lifetime or once in a century kind of a thing. Um, and when a new manuscript might be discovered, maybe that would help us translate something different. But to be honest... That's super rare. And there's already a pile of manuscripts. Um, I think it's like 3,000 plus different pieces, you know, artifacts that where they pull the original uh, Bible from. And so with all of those manuscripts, there's already like this body of evidence. And so for it to change a lot really has more to do with us than it does the original text. Interesting.
1: That's some cool
0: insight. I had no idea. it, It gets a little, it gets a little Complicated. So the Bible is probably the most uh, read uh, and most studied book, uh, kind of in human existence, Uh, and because of that, uh, there's just a lot of energy, time, and effort that's gone into it. Um, Yeah, you know, for years and years, the only English translation people really used was the the King James, Uh, and that you know that was that was uh, an important translation and in fact if you think about it it's like you know a 500 year old translation it's still good like you could still read that today and kind of get it like you got to get through the these and thousand and all that stuff but for the most part it still kind of works and that's impressive for something that's that old you know yeah. try reading Shakespeare and understanding all of it like that that takes some uh that takes some work and so today we have most of our Bible versions we read today have have been written, I mean, really a lot of them have been written or updated in the last 20 years or 30 years, definitely in the last 50 years. And in the last hundred, it's like all of them have been done in the last hundred. In fact, the King James Bible has a new King James version, um, which actually I kind of like that one. So there's a lot of options. And I guess a couple of things I would would caution you about, and this might be helpful, is there's some Bible translations out there that are a little bit take a little bit more uh, leniency in the way that they translate things. So they might add a lot of extra stuff, or they might be trying to get a certain point across in the way they translate the scripture. Oh, interesting. And ty- typically, some of those are hard to find. Um, but, uh, and, and most of the time, people who translate the Bible try to be really faithful to it. So they don't want to add stuff actually in the Bible. They'll add stuff like in the margins or on the side. But the majority of of Bible translations are good, but I would say you're probably best sticking to something that's fairly uh, popular or well-known. So I just Mm. want to mention some of those. Right now, what's been popular in a lot of uh, Christian churches is the ESV, um, which people like to call it the extra spiritual version, but that's just kind of a joke. (laughs) Um, And the the ESV is a very, I think, faithful translation. I've heard a couple critiques of it, but again it's the Bible. Um, it's kind of hard to deal with that. Um, like we said, the King James or the New King James, the New Living Translation is really good. The Living Translation is really bad, so I'd stay away from that one. But the New Living one is, is like a completely different translation. It's really good. Uh, There's some that are a little bit more study-minded. There's N-R-S-V, New Revised Standard Version. Uh, the N-A-S-B New American Standard Bible, that one also is, is really good. And they're kind of on this, like, I know I'm, I'm mentioning a lot of letters right now. Are you keeping up, Pat? <laughs> I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> yeah, man, keep this going. And then um, I think maybe what is even the most helpful is if you're in a Bible study with someone or you go to a youth group or church or whatever, just ask what they're using and get something that matches that. And, and you're going to find a Bible that's going to be, I think, helpful for you. The way I pick out a Bible, this is my wife's Bible. It's not mine, but it's very similar to the ones that I like to buy. And I actually am in need of a new Bible right now. Um, I like a Bible that's this size, physical size, uh, which is about an inch uh, thick, maybe an inch and a quarter. Um, and it fits in one hand. You can hold it with one hand. You don't need, like, a backpack to carry it. Uh, <laughs> And the print on it is big enough to read, but it's not really big enough to where you would like write a bunch of notes because there's not really that many, much space in the margins, Uh, Mm. but you can still read it really well. And then in the back, it has a concordance, uh, which is just a list of words that are in, that's in the Bible. I really like that because then if I can't remember where a passage is, but I can remember a word that's in the passage, I can, I can look it up. Uh, if I nice. if my phone's not accessible, um, and to teach because I do you know upfront teaching stuff, this is a good kind of size uh, to keep with you. It's it's basically like if you took an eight and a half and eleven by eleven sheet of paper and folded it in half. That's about the yeah. size of Bible I like. Now, nice. You can get a big thick study Bible that if you threw at someone, you'd like you'd break like <laughs> you know crack their skull like one of those massive Bibles. You yeah. can get one of those. That's great, but. What are the, what's the likelihood you're going to slip it in your backpack and take it to school? Right. Like a zero, right? It's, yeah, it's like the weight of two bricks. No one carries two bricks around with them. Uh, And (laughs) if you do, hey, good for you. Well done. Uh, But I just, I just typically don't do that. The other thing, I'm getting into some other stuff, Patrick, that isn't really super like about the translation. It's more physical about the Bible. Yeah. I like Bibles that have a leather binding on them. Yeah. And this one does, but I really like them if it's not what they call bonded leather. (laughs) No idea what that means. (laughs) Okay. So you'll, it'll see, you might even see it on the outside of the Bible. It might say something like genuine or bonded and bonded leather is kind of, it's like kind of nice. It feels like leather. It is leather. But after a few years, especially if you use your Bible a lot, it'll deteriorate and your Bible will fall apart. Well, just, just letting you know, uh, that's happened to me, uh, twice now with, with bonded leather Bibles. So, you know, it's a little bit extra money to get like a genuine leather Bible, but, uh, if it's something you're going to keep around for a while, or you want to read out of it for a long time, it's probably worth the extra, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever extra it costs to get that. Um, so I know that's not like the most spiritual thing about buying a Bible, but not a bad idea. Just a little tip.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I when you're showing me yours just now, yours is two columns per page. Mine's unique. It's all pretty much the same, but it's one column. It's full pages. Oh, yeah. um, the that, scripture is... That's pretty good. No, so it's kind of more like reading a, a storybook than than feeling like you're reading a normal Bible. But we got that's a lot cool. into like technicals of what the Bible is, translations, how they look, feel, and everything. What's your one, as we wrap up, what's your one tip? Like, so, like to me, let's say I'm going to go out right now. I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble if they're open. I'm just I don't know if they're open or not, but I'm going to go to the Bible store. I'm going to look and try to find a Bible. What's your, what's your number one tip? Like, what would you tell me? Number one tip is open it
0: up and read something in it. Oh, and I if it's all wrapped say, up, the page. That's- yeah, no, no. <laughs> if it's all wrapped up and you can't open it or look inside, usually on the back it'll have something that'll that'll show you what it's like. And read, uh, and you know, spend a minute or two reading. And if you like the way it kind of, the way that it reads or the fit or whatever, um, go with that. But again, you know what? You can't go wrong if you're reading scripture. That's right. You can right. go in any hotel room, probably in the world. And not maybe the whole world, but I know in this country, you can go in just about any hotel room and find a Bible in the nightstand drawer because of one organization that that, that's their mission is to get the Bibles out there. Bibles are very accessible. And Mm -hmm. then the other tip I would say is if you don't have a Bible in front of you, but you do have your phone, um, there are a ton of great Bible apps. And uh, Bible Gateway is just a website that gives you study tools and all sorts of stuff for free. So you can read the Bible all you want. Uh, you don't even need to buy one. But if you are going to go out and buy one, I'd say just get into it, look at it, and then pick whatever one uh, you feel connected to in some way. Boom.
1: Awesome. Well, hopefully this is inspiring you to open up your old Bible that might be a little dusty or, you know, go and get a new Bible or go buy your first Bible. Who knows? Or, you know, and or this is affirming to you. It's like you open your Bible up every day, you know, that's awesome too. We're all in different stages. So grab that Bible, dive into scripture, and we'll see you next time.